Welcome to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast, Episode 19. I'm your host, Melissa Shannon, and today I'm joined by Debbie Hodge, founder of Get It Scrapped and Masterful Scrapbooking Design. Debbie is a talented scrapbooker and one of the leading lights in scrapbooking education online. Today, Debbie was going to chat with us about what keeps her inspired and the process and inspiration behind her latest class, Tension, Story, Focus and Flow. Welcome, Debbie. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad we could talk again. It's been a while. (laughs) It has been. It's good to talk to you. Well, for those of our listeners today who haven't met you yet, um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you ended up in the scrapbooking world? Sure. I um, I own getitscrap.com and I ended up, I'm a, I was a paper scrapbooker and I guess I always, I should have been a librarian. I like keeping track of things and recording things. So, of course, when I had my children, I started scrapbooking. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, at the time that I was started scrapbooking and discovered scrapbooking magazines, I was also writing short fiction and submitting it to literary journals. So I was really deep into this routine of creating and submitting and publishing and then when I came across scrapbooking magazines, I saw that I wasn't, I didn't have to print it out and stick it in the mail with return postage. And I could just submit my layouts online. And I mm. loved that idea. And uh, a layout's a lot easier to make than a short story. And I started submitting scrapbook pages and getting them published. And then I started pitching article ideas. And I wrote for Memory Makers magazine. Uh, I found though that the articles that I wrote always got clipped right down to the bare essence, like really got shortened. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go deeper into things. So I started making my own classes. Okay. So how did you um, start teaching online? Did you, were you always sort of doing it yourself on your own site? Or how did you come? Um, I first, I first started, there used to be a website called, I think it was NYC Scraps. Mm-hmm. And I was just finishing up my book that I wrote for Memory Makers called Get It Scrapped. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, and that book is broken down into the idea that you would scrapbook pages by differently depending on what you're scrapbooking, whether it's an event page or an everyday life page, it would have a different process. Mm-hmm. So I started out with my class scrapbooking events and mm-hmm. I taught that there. And that was really one of the first online places to teach. And I had a lot of wonderful students. Mm. Um, and then that sort of started that that site sort of started to fall off, and so I started teaching at my own site. Mm. And in the beginning, I got excited and got a lot of other teachers to teach with me. And then I guess it's been about a year and a half since I just I couldn't do it anymore. It, it's a lot of work. I, I wasn't getting to teach my own classes. I was doing so much editing and marketing and preparing and a lot of web site mm. management. So now many of those teachers have gone to creativepassionclasses.com. I was just going to say there is quite a lot of behind the scenes when you're running running a site rather than just, you know, teaching a class at a site where you kind of submit the material and it all magically gets edited and it comes out. Yeah, there really is. And some days... I mean, I used to work in IT and I can Mm -hmm. figure these things out and I really love designing websites and I can sort of get lost in that and waste time on it. But other times it's just a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) 
like right now I'm, I'm in a little little uh, skater decided to move my cert, my my website to all new equipment and I've got a few glitches and it was right when I'm launching this new class and some people can't get on the website oh. so yeah it can be, That's you fun. know, it can be stomach ache making. <laughs> it can be, yeah. I mean, I have an IT degree, so I kind of, <laughs> I can feel that pain. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's why, you know what? I never wanted to teach digital classes because at one time, I actually, when personal computers first came out, I was mm-hmm. working in a bank and I was installing personal computers for people and teaching them how to use Lotus and... What was that old word processor? I can't even word remember perfect. now. Yes, WordPerfect and DBase. Mm. And I know how hard it is to do training and on a technical kind of level. So mm. I admire that you do that. <laughs> yeah, well, there's always that thing of no two computers are the same. <laughs> are they? Yeah, I guess that's one of the challenges. I mean, you're, you converted over um, to digital scrapbooking at some point along that journey. How did that happen for you? Well, I never thought it would. And I remember my husband actually, I think it was for my 40th birthday, got me a digital camera and a printer. And I was like, oh, I'd rather have jewelry or something. (laughs) (laughs) And I took so many photos and he's very frugal. And I think he saw this, you know, the cost of film and (laughs) he saw, he saw the future and he was saying, oh, you'll make digital pages. You'll make these pages digitally. And I was like, no, I'll never do that. And I think probably, how did I get into digital? I love the look. I like the precision of it. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with designer digitals and I was on the creative team there. And it just got easier and easier to make digital pages, especially as I was spending more time managing the website. And um, I love digital now. Mm. <laughs> so what year was that that you kind of got into digital scrapbooking? Do you remember? I'm thinking maybe 2009, 2008, 2009, somewhere around then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sim- that's sort of the, about the same time as I started. But I, I was never really a – well, you know, I made a couple of paper things, but <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like I have a 21st album in a nice little Creative Memories 6x6, uh, I think it is, or maybe it's, yeah, 6x6 album. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my goal now is to get, I do have a lot of big 12 inch by 12 inch albums and I really want them all redone digitally or scanned. I just mm-hmm. want it all digital. So is a 12 inch scanner in on the, the wish list for the next big birthday? <laughs> uh, yeah, although I'm pretty, you know, they, they, they go together pretty easily in Photoshop and I've always made my pages since I used to submit paper pages for magazines and publish them. I've always trimmed down my paper pages mm-hmm. to 11 and a half inch square instead of 12 inch square when I make them oh, okay. so that I can scan them in two pieces. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. I don't know how that would work. Cause yeah, everything's weird here with the different paper sizes and things. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess our scanners are probably a different size too. So just thinking about that then, you've gone from being, you know, submitting and writing and and doing all that stuff in the paper world to now you've got this sort of limitless capacity. You know, you no longer have to be trimmed and and edited down. (laughs) So how do you find the class creation process? 
well, it's easier to make my pages. And then the other thing is like with masterful scrapbook design, mm-hmm. from the beginning, I knew I was going to have to hire paper scrapbookers to help me teach mm-hmm. because people would want to see paper pages. Um, so, I mean, I love putting together masterful scrapbook design and I feel like we've gotten better and better at it because I used to say, okay, the topic is events. Give me a dozen pages about events, mm-hmm. but now we've really honed it down. So let's see. Um, the current issue is, uh, is on oomph and polish. So people had really specific um, assignments, you know, make me a page that shows your, your secret sauce for polishing. Mm-hmm. Make me a page that shows the advice you most often give. Make me a page that shows you polishing with little tiny bits. And then I also give them lots of three or four questions. So the questions are really directed. Mm-hmm. And the result is now I can put together this magazine every other month, pretty like, like in about four days, mm-hmm. <laughs> four nonstop days where people just slide food under the door to me. <laughs> Yeah, you've got teenage boys. I'm sure they don't want to listen to anything you have to say. They don't care. They don't care. They're happy. (laughs) Oh, mum's mum's busy. Mum's busy. More time to play on the Xbox or whatever their their (laughs) game console of choice. (laughs) Yeah, my oldest son is always like, do we have to all eat together tonight? (laughs) Yes. He's happy when the nights we don't. And then then it's like mum pokes her head out. Um, is someone downloading a, a movie on Netflix? Or something? Yeah. yeah, do you do that at your house? Well, we don't, only because we don't have Netflix, but I've heard. Oh, yeah, isn't bandwidth. Yeah, but that's that's just, you know, that's just standard for our internet here. Luckily, my three-year-old doesn't really take up much bandwidth, so I'm okay. For but a while, I, we, I we had our wave right underneath our underneath our router like in the kitchen was right below the router in my office mm-hmm. and so nobody could make microwave popcorn during a webinar all right <laughs> so like, it screwed up my router oh that's awesome yeah we um i remember i'd get the digi files each month and downloading all of those goodies i'd have to because of the we have limited band bandwidth per month you, that's how most yes. things like the bandwidth works here so you'd get to say if it's the eighth of the month your bandwidth switches over and then on the first I'd be like oh have I got enough bandwidth to download all these goodies in one hit or do I have to like spread it over the next week and a half or something that's tough. do you still have that situation um not as much because at that stage we were living um with my parents-in-law so we were kind of sharing the bandwidth um but now you know it's just ask <laughs> we've got a bit of a better we've got like one of those industrial plans you know business plans or something for our internet so the world is incredible now isn't it mm. just the fact that we're talking is is pretty i know <laughs> it is so you were saying that you know, you, you've had a desire to go deep and to share, I guess, more detail. And, you know, I, I don't know, I wouldn't want to say academic, because that sounds kind of too stuffy, but you certainly have that uh, very specific and detailed approach to helping people um, with their scrapbooking. And it's just something I think is really unique. And I've seen that looking through your latest class, even just this evening before we talked, um, 
you know, just pulling out those details of how people can get a more, you know, cohesive page, which they're really happy with. I know in the promotional video, you said, you know, when you follow these design rules, oftentimes people are still like, oh, but something's still not speaking to me. Do you want to just sort of, I don't know if I've explained that very well. Yeah, <laughs> do you, no. Do you want to just sort of jump in there and, and let us know what the aim was sure. behind this class? Um, actually, somebody recently emailed me and said they really appreciate my scholarly approach to things. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think every website that, every place you get training, it has a different flavor. And I think that's why it's great, right? Mm. You can get different kind of things. So yeah, our classes usually are a little more detailed. This class was really exciting because I, I do really love trying to figure out why things work. Mm. And so after almost two years of, two years, yeah, two years of masterful scrapbook design, every month interviewing and looking at layouts from five designers and always trying to pick out what works and find liftables for myself and for our, our students, because that's a way to sort of learn about design and get these looks. So I kept, so for two years, I'd been looking at things that worked. And then last October, we started offering these critique workshops in which students could get their work critiqued. Mm. And we had one group with Paula Gilardi and Emily Pitts, and then one group at night with Doris Sander and Celeste Smith. And we've done it now. We've done three rounds of it and we'll be, I don't know, we'll start up another one soon. So I started seeing things like Emily was always telling people, um, get it in tighter, snuggle, snuggle. That was her thing. And Doris was often saying, oh, I only want to see one thing tilted there. And, and I was like, why is she telling them to snuggle? What do they do? Why, why isn't that working? Because we would often see people would put a title on the page with alphas that just quite weren't big enough to fill the space and they'd be spread out. Mm -hmm. So then I started researching, why do you need to snuggle? And I came, you know, to the idea, well, you need variations in density on your page in order to get sort of a rhythm. You don't want everything just spread out. And you also want to know what's related to one another on the page. So I tried to take these things and figure out a reason and sort of a rule mm -hmm. and put, and put that into words. And it took me five months to write the class and rewrote a lot of sections. Well, it w I thought it was done and I ran it through the latest, the latest critique group in January, February. I gave it to them. And as we workshopped, I realized things still weren't clear and reworked it. And it's got a lot of layouts from Masterful Scrapbook Design. So there are paper and digital pages in there. It's got a lot of before and after pages. And I, I just want to jump in. That, those before and afters, they are so helpful. Um, uh, you know, I've just been having a look and one that springs to mind is where you had a, a, um, a grid-based layout and you'd put different parts in different sections of the grid. And then you were like, well, that's too expected. And that's why it doesn't speak to you. So then you've used certain, um, you know, just elements. I think this was in the t tension section. I can't quite remember. Get the class, everyone, and you'll know what I'm talking about. But just seeing that before where it was a perfectly good layout and yes. you wouldn't have glanced twice at it. And that's the point, I guess. You wouldn't have glanced twice at it. But the second after was just like, oh, I really want to look here. My eye wants to dwell on this page, which I guess is what we're, what we're aiming for. 
Right. And not everybody wants to do this, but there are some of us who love design and who love thinking about it. And just, I think for a lot of us, it's like a puzzle and we just want to keep refining it. Or, or it's like, you know, improving your bowling score. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You just, you want to get better. Yeah. And for me, it's like, say, I can think of my December daily books where everything's grid based and very predictable. And I'm probably not, well, I mean, subconsciously, I might in the future after having done this class, implement them. But I think that album, which I'm doing on a daily basis in a very busy month, is not something I'm going to be worrying about. But when I have that one layout that I'm, you know, I'm having fun playing with it and I'm just like, oh, I need a little bit of something here. That's where the class comes in because it can, it gives you the words and the the sort of mental framework to look at your pages because some people I don't know I think somehow for me trying to arrange things on a on a screen can be a little difficult sometimes I wish oh I wish I was a paper scrapper because then I could just bunch it all up here and see how that looked and you know you know having a word now I'm thinking okay tension I have like a mental hook now okay, well, I know what that could mean and I can move a few things here and try this and see how it works. Yeah, I was talking to Celeste Smith last week and she had taken a look at the class and she was one of the critique teachers and she pointed out, and I appreciate it, she really liked the organization of the class and she understood how much time it took me to, like I had all these ideas and I really tried to put them in a framework. There's three categories, 10 items total. So it's, while I say maybe it's a scholarly approach, it's it's very organized mm. so that I, I, I hope people wouldn't be overwhelmed by it. I, mean, I, right, I think there's bits you can take. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I think that's that's part of, you know, when you're learning something new, that's probably the best approach to take. Just, I mean, for me, I'm definitely going to take the first thing that has jumped out at me and I'm going to be using it on the le- next five layouts I do. And then, you know, I might jump back into the PDF, have a bit more of a read, pick out something else you know that what? jumps. <laughs> That's how I scrapbook too. Tammy Taylor said yesterday that I, I pin on Pinterest the way I scrapbook. Like on Pinterest, I'll get in, I'll get in a, a mode where I'm just pinning hundreds of mosaics or something. And she said, when you scrapbook, she said, I noticed, you know, for a couple of months, you'll be making everything in a, you know, a certain block. And then all of a sudden you'll be doing clusters. And I, I like to do that. I like to rework an idea over and over and over. And if you're not a chronological scrapper, it doesn't matter because those five mosaics will be sp- built yeah. <laughs> everywhere through time. <laughs> yeah. So you were mentioning, um, I've heard you speak on, I think it was Paper Clipping Roundtable for about Pinterest and how you actually use that to for your inspiration. And I know you also scrap lift as inspiration. So I, to me, that means you're a very visual person. <laughs> do you... Do you um, do you think you start with the visual look when you scrapbook or do you think you start more from photos or stories or? Um, I think I do all of them. Jeez, mm-hmm. that's hard. <laughs> that's great. It's hard to answer, isn't it? I often just, I go to Pinterest and I'll just go look. Um, I have, I have one category called ideas for layout and it's not scrapbook pages, but it's just different vignettes and things that are organized in ways I might like. And I just, I take a look, but then I, I, 
sometimes I go back to it, I guess. I take a look and I get an idea for maybe a mood or a tone or something I want to try out. Mm -hmm. I often want to try out a design thing. And then other times there's just new products. Like I just discovered AC Digitals. Mm -hmm. Can't believe I didn't realize you could get all this American craft stuff in digital. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it is relatively new still, the site. Yeah. I mean, I haven't so, bought anything from there yet. So. <laughs> yeah, so in the last week I've been on a, a crepe paper, a digital crepe paper kind of, just, just playing with pretty papers. Mm. So I don't have a good answer to that. That's okay. <laughs> that's that's totally fine. Uh, so you always have a lot on the go, um, Debbie. So <laughs> should I ask what's coming up for you? <laughs> Oh, you know what? I actually have a new class <laughs> after this one in a couple of weeks or maybe even a week. Um, like tension story, focus and flow is a big class and it's a dense class and it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a big class. And um, look, I saw Melissa, how you have like a, not, a lot of classes that are, they're big, but they're really in a series and they work with one another. So I'm working on this series mm-hmm. and I, right now I'm calling it scrapbook coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what I'll call it, but in, in each one, and I, you know how I was talking about how I like to rework something, you'll rework a composition four times in it and it's mm-hmm. all done with video lessons. So this first one is on shelves. Mm-hmm. So it, there's four videos and you make four layouts right alongside me and they take a different approach to the shelf in each one. They use a different number of photos in each one. So, you know, like the first one's a really stable shelf. The next one's sort of a light and airy shelf, but also in the class. So you work right alongside me and I say, get a four by six photo and a three by three photo. Mm -hmm. But then I also say, go pick out um, two pattern papers that have one color in common or uh, like I, I teach you how to pick out pattern paper. I mm-hmm. teach you how to make clusters like a sprinkle cluster or a, a layered cluster. So yeah, that's coming up. Oh, that sounds really exciting. So that, yeah. that so that'll be more sort of bite sized based on right. the, you know, different designs that you've right. Really yeah. Talked. So so the first one is on a shelf and it's four videos and there's also roadmaps to go with it, but they're really, it's more of a video class. And then mm-hmm. the next one will be on the block, which will be block designs. And then I've got a whole bunch of ideas. So there'll be a series of them. Awesome. That sounds really exciting. And of course you still have your um, masterful scrapbook design, which we talked about a little bit before, which is, um, yes. it's a bite. Oh, hang on. How do we every, say? Yeah. Every, every I don't know. <laughs> we don't say every other month. So I would say it's Bi-weekly. every second month. <laughs> every second month. Just to so, be difficult, you know, us all these. Right. <laughs> so Oomph and Polish is the March-April issue. And so it's going on right now. And there you get a big, like, almost 300-page ebook at the beginning of that of those two months. And then over the course of the two months, we have 10 webinars. Five of them are interviews with the guest teachers mm-hmm. and five of them are office hours where people can show up, ask questions, share their own layouts, ask for feedback from the guest designers. And I, and, just, I just wanted to jump in on those office hours because I've actually had submitted a layout for um, office hours that was with um, Anna. Anna. And it was so... I it was so really helpful to I mean it was a fine layout and you know I was kind of happy with it but I just felt like something wasn't quite right 
And some of the suggestions were just really great. And I actually reworked my layout and um, I'm much more happy with it now. And I, it's so the office hours are almost like a mini, you can either just get sort of some, you, you can just share your layout or you can get yep. some, uh, you know, constructive criticism to help help you improve. Whereas yeah. I, I needed some help with colours. I just had too many colours <laughs> and um, a few different design questions. I think what I'll do is I might, in the show notes for this episode, I'll post um, my before and after and see what people think, see if they think I've taken Anna's advice. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, and people can, uh, like you couldn't come live to the office hours because of the time that it was held. So you put your layout up and just told mm -hmm. us what kind of feedback you wanted. And then other people come live. And what we do is um, if you've got a headset, we we make everybody so that everybody, you can chat with others. Um, in fact, you probably got feedback in the chat log from people who were there. And that's good, too, because sometimes they can say, I totally disagree with what they're saying. or <laughs> And it's nice to get. I had people who were like, I can't believe that's not digital. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. that's not paper, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so everybody can chat along and offer their own advice. And if somebody's got a headset, we unmute them when we workshop their page if they want to be unmuted. So it's becoming... It's it's great. So, and then next, the next issue in May will be make it mean. And the teachers are saying that this is a really hard one because we're really trying to get at meaning with things like color and the senses and adding voice. So who, um, can you share who the teachers are for that one that's coming up? Yes, the teachers for that one are Emily Pitts and Paula Gilardi. Mm-hmm. And, and the interesting thing is we've got Doris and Celeste who also do the workshops with us on um, this month. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun because you can actually, we're, we're teaming them up for their office hours. Doris and Celeste will be on April 3rd. So you can get a sense of how, how they work in the critique class. But anyway, so Make It Mean will be Emily and Paula and Betsy Samarco, Amber Reese, and Kim Watson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that sounds like it's going to be really exciting. Now, of course, if anyone wants to um, keep up with you, I'd say the best thing to do would be to head over to Get It Scrapped and join the mailing list because not only do you get a really cool class as part of your, you know, your your little goodie for signing up. You also get to hear about everything Debbie's doing and so you won't have to <laughs> come back and check to see when that new classes up or when the new issues coming out and that's a great way to stay yeah stay in touch and we have a really great creative team we're just coming up on the end of the first year of having a creative team and they do layouts for our articles and we do three to five articles a week mm. and they're really and they're really great so you can all you can certainly learn a lot over at get it scrapped um and um, the classes are awesome and I just wanted to share we have a special um, special deal for everyone who's listening today. Um, Debbie is doing a special um, giveaway with me for Tension Story, Focus and Flow. So if you want to head over to the show notes at scrapbookingpodcast.com slash 19, you'll see that there will be a an image where you can click and go across and check out the class and if you purchase through that link we'll actually do a drawing 
to give everyone, oh, give one person <laughs> a refund on their class cost and also get a bonus class um, that I've chosen from the Get It Scrapped library, which is Building Pages. And I, yeah. I wanted to choose that one because I feel like Building Pages and Tension, Story, Focus and Flow would be a really good um, set together to just give you a few, give you sort of the building blocks in the building pages and then sort of the more advanced techniques and, and design. I don't know if you call them design principles. Yeah, design principles. Yeah. So together that they'll give you a really good way to get more inspired and, and more enthusiastic, I find, about my pages since I've been looking through and learning more. You just, you'd love how they look, so you want to do more. <laughs> right. <laughs> want to improve your bowling score and make better pages. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending time chatting today, Debbie. It's been a great, it's been a great almost half hour chatting to you. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks for talking about my class. I appreciate it. And I love what you do at your site too. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. I'm excited to share that Debbie Hodges provided us with a special coupon code for tension, story, focus and flow. You can get 30% off the cost of this class by heading to scrapbookingpodcast.com slash 19. Over there, you'll find the show notes where there's more details about the special drawing plus the before and after of my layout. And you can weigh in on what you prefer. So head to scrapbookingpodcast.com slash 19 for all the details. I'll see you next time on the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast. <laughs>